Good morning, Battlefielders. I hope everything all is well. Um, excuse me. I am drinking coffee, <laughs> and so it's early morning. My body's making all kinds of noises, so I apologize for any noise that comes out of me, uh, like burping-wise. <clears throat> so I'm kind of struggling a little bit, meaning... It's just something that I know I can easily let go of. And this is where my personal development tools have to come in uh, completely. Uh, so, see, I took over my mom's boarding when she just does grooming. Especially when she lived an hour away. Uh, but she moved back to my town. And now that she is here, uh, you know, I mean, it's great that she's closer but it really boggles my mind how the customers who want to board their pets will call me and leave a message to tell them to call them back. But yet, when I do, I will find out they've already called my mom and my mom's already made the plans without even telling me, you know, you know, the time and the date without even consulting me. So it's like, okay, I'm kind of struggling. It's like, how about you, when you get the call, you let me know what time and I can let you know if it works um, or I really wish the customers would just wait till I call them back. It, and it wasn't even that long. I had a lady that called me twice in a row. Like it wasn't even a minute. It was like two minutes apart from the call. That's how bad. And I thought it was an emergency. Come to find out it wasn't an emergency. Um, people just do it. Don't know why. Kind of uh, trying to get my mindset of this is how people are. I can't control that. But it's kind of at a point where I'm like, listen, if you're going to leave me a message to call me for me to call you back, please wait. If it's not an emergency, please wait. But, um, you know, especially if it is like a day in advance. I mean, goodness, I'm going to get back to you either way. So that's what I'm struggling with. That's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about... Um, you know, chapter three, I'm going to say, of the firefighter deal here. And uh, the book I'm reading is called The 24-Hour Shift. Okay, so where did that resonate from? You know, the 24-hour shift, right? It dates back to the 1800s and the birth of big city fire departments in the United States. The early fire Fires, they didn't work shifts at the firehouse. They lived there. Like, they totally freaking lived there. They didn't live at home. Because it became a new profession, that it wasn't overly stable, profitable, or respected at that time. Like, nobody respected the fact that they even put on gear to go save lives, pretty much. So, for the reasons, uh, it drew single young, yeah, single young men who could survive on a very low wage. While also providing them with a place to live, which is awesome and all, but yeah, like seriously, every <laughs> it's like they're risking their lives for other people. So it's like, it's like they were like, oh, we have to do something about it. And they were like on rigs and drawn by horses way back when. So as 1900s populations grew, so did the need and respect for the fire department. Um, the profession was recognized as honorable life-saving and worthy of full support from the communities. And since this was a born uh, noble desire to preserve and protect human life, the commitment to providing 24-hour protection seven days a week arose. So to accommodate them, different, if you're, especially if you're in a bigger city, to accommodate that bigger city, 
they've had to put up fire stations all around, like what they call sectors, okay? So they had to put it in different sectors. If anything happened in their sector, that specific sector of a fire department would go and take care of it. Now, the only reason they call for other sectors if they need to is if they need more manpower, you know, and let's say a fire gets out of control for another sector and they're doing all they can to try to control it. That's when they will call a different sector from a different section of the city to help them with it. So, um, yeah, so pretty much they can eat, sleep there uh, for 24 hours. So that's where the 24 hour came in. Okay, so... Here's a little bit of a reason why the 24-hour shift is loved. Um, well, not only is it reliable and efficient and effective at all hazards, um, it has many positive advantages that not, not only as obviously what I just stated for the community, but the firefighter as well, believe it or not. You would think being a firefighter doing a 24-hour shift would be really, really tiring. Um, and nobody would like it, but let me tell you something, uh, just a little side story. I used to work a 24 hour shift as a CNA. It was called elite professionals, home health care. And what we did is we went into the person's home at 8 AM and the next day we got off at 8 AM. So we took care of them a whole 24 hours, you know, until 8 AM the next day. So technically like, and to tell you the truth, I kind of liked that shift as well because you know, for the whole day and the whole night, I was able to bring up a routine that worked for me and the person I was taking care of. So, and then, so it says here in the big city, it means less commuting, like much less commuting, which results in more time at home. It also provides an easier transition from home life to fire life. So a day for all, all of them is, is 24 hours. It's easier to stay in one mode for that 24 hours than it is to shift rapidly back and forth. Kind of like a day job that's nine to five, you come home and then all of a sudden like your tired husband or wife has to come home and change rapidly to in-home life, which, you know, it, it's, it is normal, but we're talking about, you know, if you were to work a 24 hour shift, let's say, and you have to rapidly come home back to uh, home life without even, you know, being able to put yourself in rest mode. But so that 24 hours is like almost your, you know, your detox. <laughs> and that sounds horrible because you love your family, right? And you're like, well, <laughs> love, your, love my family, but I also love getting away at the fact that, you know, I can breathe a little bit, you know? And plus it, it does kind of help with a healthy relationship, especially if you have healthy communication and being able to tell each other, you know, what's going on and stuff. So, um, but we'll get to that later. So 24 hour shifts as well helps with the crew bonding like family. So not only do, do they have family at home to help support them, but they have a crew that becomes like family that can also support them. And also they have people to talk to on a 24 hour shift and make food with. And so they're not alone. Okay, so so that's a 24 hour shift, but it comes with a hefty cost for this preferred schedule. One that can be quite harmful to a firefighter's health and relationship. 
<laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna try to say this word. My, my husband said it correctly for me the other day, but I haven't been in this book for a while, but, uh, it's called the circadarian rhythm disruption. So what the circadarian rhythm disruption, well, first, first of all, circa is Latin for around, and dion, or dn is Latin for day, so around day. So the circadarian rhythm is the body's internal around the day 24-hour clock. It is a major body rhythm with regular ups and downs that causes many symptoms of the body to be active at certain times and inactive at other times. Usually body systems are most active in the late afternoon or early evening. For example, the body's ability to produce energy from food, which is metabolism, is highest between 4 and 6 p.m. The least body activity usually happens in the middle of the night when most people are sleeping between 4 and 6 a.m. Circadarian rhythm affects how alert people feel. The ability to perform work is best when the rhythm is high and worst when it's low. The rhythm prepares your body by releasing chemicals needed to be wakeful in the day and sleepy at night. Circadarian rhythm disruption is when the body's clock is thrown off from its normal patterns, which confuses the body functions such as digestion and the wake-sleep cycle. The disruption can be moderate, as in jet lag, or it can be severe, as in being awakened in the night by the loud bells and whistles night after night, year after year. The career of a firefighter. This is why this topic is serious and why that firefighter couples need to be aware of. So, before we get into it, I just want to apologize real quick. My son is a little extra energetic, um, and he's on his, uh, his actual, like, little truck that you push the pedal and he goes. So he has his own little vehicle going on. So chronic circadian rhythm disruption is much more than just lack of sleep. Those who experience it are 60% more likely to suffer from the following. Okay. Obesity, cardiovascular disease, mood swings, gastrointestinal problems, motor vehicle crashes, in person with diabetes, trouble controlling like blood sugar levels, low testosterone levels, or hormonal imbalances, more sensitivity to toxic exposures, substance abuse, chronic fatigue, and family problems, and divorce. Okay. Now, there are three primary synchronizing agents of circadian rhythm are light, social, and physical activity cues and melatonin. Just keep in mind that light is the strongest. It affects melatonin production, which is the chemical produced by the brain that causes sleepiness. This is why night work can be harmful because darkness is tough to duplicate in the day, obviously. And so, catching up on sleep for the night shift worker is often hard to do, obviously, for most of us who work night shift, we know this completely. Um, hmm. I'm so sorry. You gotta love, if you guys heard that, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, it was nice music, but we don't need that while I'm talking. <laughs> My Spotify goes off at a certain time for a morning, a good morning, like, call I put, because I was sleeping until, you know, late at one point, and I was like, well, I really need something to wake me up a little easier instead of a, a breaking alarm clock 
So I chose certain music to wake me up. So I'm very sorry if you heard that. I apologize. I didn't think it would go off while I was talking on a podcast. Hey, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so light obviously simply means wakefulness in the human brain. It's very difficult to sleep when the light is present, obviously. For some of us, that's no problem. Uh, but, you know, most of us, like me, uh, I have a problem with it. The central circadian rhythm pacemaker in humans is located in the suprachrismatic nucleus area of the brain, or also known as SCN. I hope I said that right. It regulates the release of melatonin from the penile gland, which is supposed to begin about two hours after sunset. Light suppresses the secretion, and so does the stress hormone cortisol. Over time, an inadequacy of melatonin can lead to insomnia. Inability to sleep, naturally. And also, you know, for a lot of people, can lead to substance abuse. So it is responsible for the C or the SCN is responsible for regulating body bodily functions. And resolve around the 24-hour clock, including the body temperature, heart rate, blood pressure, metabolism, bowel movements, and release of hormones. So how to regulate that circadian rhythm? Well, obviously, the first one we talked about, the strongest one is light. Okay. So, it plays a crucial role in helping the body identify the time and day of energy levels they should produce. Um, Exposure to strong light during the day is essential for increased energy and levels of productivity. So, pretty much take the sun, for example. We all... Love the sun. Have you noticed if you have your windows closed, it is cloudy out, or if you don't see the sun, you kind of feel gloomy and kind of down the dumps? Yes. So pretty much if you expose yourself to sunlight, you have a better chance to feel a little bit better. Okay? And you already were. So blue light is the strongest. White light is the second strongest. But the problem with strong light, particularly blue, is that exposure at night interferes with the ability to sleep. It impairs the penile glands ability to produce melatonin so for the firefighters this is very important over time being awakened with light renders them hyper vigilant or even more affected by the light than the general population okay so avoid the blue light at least at least one but preferably two to three hours before bed it will help anyone fall asleep faster but for the hyper vigilant it is especially helpful Sources of the blue light include LED lights like in TV screens, computer screens, and cell phones. Applicants that will dim your electronic or applications that will dim your electronic devices blue light or even change it to a less impactful white light are available for free download if you which if you wish to choose. So that will help you. Other studies of light like red lights are emerging, but they're still researching it because the red light is the lowest in energy and the slowest moving form of visible light that has the least impact on the eyes. So red tricks the body into thinking no light is present in turn, encourages the release of melatonin. So if you want to go find some applications of red light on your phone or whatnot, awesome. You can also put red lights up in your house in certain rooms where you know your firefighter spouse will be most especially going around at night, like the bathroom and stuff, or, you know, as firefighters at the fire station, if you want to put red lights up, 
you know, great. But <laughs> obviously they probably won't do it considering they're like, we have to be focused when we hear the alarm. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you don't want sleep, maybe I guess. But telling you, it would probably help them a lot better if they would just at least try. So, the melatonin, obviously we just said light suppresses melatonin and studies show that the sleep deprived have lower levels of melatonin than general population. So, it is here that the firefighter families should have another chance to exhibit some control, find sources of melatonin to give to their firefighter, so to help them for if they have insomnia or the ability to sleep naturally. But for the circadian rhythm disrupted, this common problem has the awake sleep cycle is off the body, has trouble knowing where to produce and release melatonin. Um, in desperation, insomniacs often seek health aids or sleep aids such as alcohol or pills or both. It can be really unhealthy options and has serious repercussions for a firefighter marriage. So... Melatonin supplements are an option, but dosage levels vary widely. Prefer natural sources, like i.e. food. The very best source of naturally occurring melatonin that is found is in tart cherries. You guys, I had no idea, but tart cherries apparently help people sleep. Like, if you get tart cherry juice or even eat tart cherries, apparently it's just release some good melatonin and help with sleep deprivation. All right? So, <clears throat> you can buy it online if you are having trouble on finding it in your stores. It's anti-inflammatory property in tart cherry juice as well. And it says, obviously, like I just said, an excellent sleep aid. <laughs> aids in an aids in relaxation. So, other sources of melatonin include like pineapple, bananas, oranges, oats, sweet corn, rice, tomatoes, and barley. But really, if all you want to do is take, like, melatonin supplements, please make sure to always, always, always ask your doctor or, you know, consult your provider to make sure, you know, your body is able to, you know, take it. Okay? Even though people are like, well, it's just melatonin, it's just sleep aid. Well, still, I mean, technically, let me tell you something. I'm not a firefighter, but let me tell you something. I always asked my doctor what I was allowed to take for sleep aid, you know, just in case my body didn't handle anything well. And so, you know, he literally, with my thyroid and everything that acts up, and of course now I'm pregnant, he gave me a list of what I can take. Because, again, it's good to know. So, social and physical activity cues. So, pretty much a primary reason firefighters have trouble catching up on sleep and restoring their circadian rhythm for 24-hour shift. The primary one, social and physical activity cues, include the desire to be a part of family life and the pressures to perform daily tasks as everyone else does. But most night workers prefer to join the family activities over sleeping during the day. And I think because... I think I feel because a lot of them feel bad that, you know, hey, I want to spend time with my family. My wife or my husband has been home with the kids all, all, you know, night. It's my turn to, you know, pick up the duties, you know, and I think they feel this. So that's why they don't really come home and sleep. I mean, they come home and they don't sleep right away. So 
The healthy adult needs seven to nine hours of an uninterrupted sleep. The firefighters, guess what? Technically get five to six. Even on nights spent at home because the inability to fall asleep naturally. Naps can help, yes. But um, effective length will vary based on the individual and level of fatigue. And of course, the hormone, REM hormones produced. And of course, testosterone levels are influenced greatly by sleep. Obviously, for high libido. Ladies. So, to help them recover more quickly, encourage long daytime naps by being flexible about family involvement whenever possible. It is better to be missing out a bit here and there to restore mood and optimal health. Better for the firefighter, better for the family. So, our firefighters try not to feel too guilty about it. And the firefighter couples, maybe even more be more prudent if they don't take on the second job too much work and not enough sleep may end up costing your family more than loss of an extra income so sleeping tips have a quiet room with light blocking curtains away from the main rooms of the house like kitchen or other family centers like the curtains you can buy like blackout curtains can like at walmart we find them here at walmart i mean they're easy to find like and if you have kids they can be allowed to play. I mean, come on, kids are allowed playtime. Especially if it's cold out and you, they can't go outside. Well, keeping them quiet is tough, yes. Okay, but if you have a quiet day sleep room, this will help keep everyone in the family happy. Pretty much keeping the firefighter and the kids separate in rooms. So... Try to avoid loud chores, turn down the TV, and if you if you can, disable your doorbell, okay? If you can, just saying, if, disable your doorbell. I, I personally would put a note on my door saying, please do not, I mean, please come back later around this time, you know, and all that jazz, because I'm just that type of person. This helps with, you know, overloading the firefighter from waking up constantly. I mean, it's bad enough that they do that anyway at the station for 24 hours. <clears throat> so, oh, and make sure, even when they do wake up, you know, make sure you keep their daily routines as regular as possible. And making sure that they have a regular bedtime. Um, sometimes light snacks help, but healthy light snacks. And like we've said before, the cherries especially helps with melatonin as well. And, it helps and, of course, all this will help restore your body's regular homeostasis. So, that is what you can do to help your firefighter with their 24-hour shifts and how they can take breaks, how you can get them on, still get them on the schedule, and all that. So, I mean, I've seen it in my husband, even though he's only volunteer right now, that... He's not 24-hour shift. He, he's not. Um, but soon, sooner or later in our lives, I know that in my heart, he's going to become 24-hour shift. So I guess by reading this book that I've been reading and highlighting some pointers, I'll know what to do when that time comes. But see, my husband's a little stubborn, too. If you have a stubborn firefighter like I do holy moly I'm still finding my way around this 
because my husband says he feels bad some days when I go through a hard day with my toddler or our toddler and plus I'm pregnant. And so he feels he has to stay up to help me until our toddler goes to bed and sleeps. This is where if he, when he gets on that 24 hour shift in the future, it's going to be hard for him to correlate the fact that, you know, he does need sleep. I've seen him stressed out. I've seen him with barely enough sleep. It's not good. And I don't mean like he gets mad, mad. Like he's very forward. He sounds like he's just had it almost in his tone, but he tries to stay calm. Okay. There's also been times where he's so sleep deprived because of a fire that decides to slowly smolder um, from a big flame to a pile of just smoldering pieces of whatever caught on fire. And the firefighters have to literally stand there, like literally stand there until they know it's not going to spread or cause another fire. Yeah, like literally, as they're probably cleaning up equipment or they're checking their trucks or whatever, they have to just be around that area until they're finally like, you know what? I think we're good. Everyone can go home. So it can take hours. It can take hours for it all to like, just completely quit. I tell you, the stories he have, has told me when he's come home, all I can think about is like, oh my God, you poor thing. One time there was this huge fire. I swear it went on for four hours straight. And of course at that time I got worried because I haven't heard from my husband. But luckily no one came to my door in firefighter uniform. You know, so I was like, okay, that's good. No news is good news. That's what my grandmother likes to say. But at the same time when I get no news, I start to panic a little bit. But I didn't say anything. I didn't try to call constantly, blah, blah, blah. Because even in their phones and their bunker gear, they can't feel a damn thing. That shit be heavy, y'all. Trust me. I've tried it on. That shit be heavy. Okay? No, <laughs> you try to run a mile on that shit. Trust me. You'll sweat like a pig. I mean, you'll waddle probably more than you will actually run. I mean, hell, you want to lose weight, put on some bunker gear and start running. Yeah, that's that's probably your best bet right there. So anyway, um, it was about four hours. I was worried. But after that four hours, he came home all, all nice and sooty for me. Uh, um, but, you know, he was tired. It happened, I think, I want to say, somewhere in the early morning of in the middle of the night kind of thing. And it, it went for like half of the morning when the sun came up. It was just, it was holy moly. It was big. It was huge. They said that they had to wait to make sure all the flames were pretty much not going to spread and they were only to a smoldering rock. It burned down a whole shed that held uh, irrigation airplanes. For those of you who do not know what that is, living in Nebraska, farmers sometimes have irrigation airplanes that spread um, fertilizer. So what they do is that they'll climb their planes and they will get down close to the ground and start spraying fertilizer in the field. So that's what the planes 
that our irrigation plains are here for Nebraska. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Thought something caught in my throat. That's just great. <laughs> so, um, so it burned down a airplane shed. And so obviously with all the airplanes in there, with their fuel and stuff, things are going to ignite even more. And of course, the fuel, I mean, from the fuel, the flames are going to be almost constant. So yes, he came home really tired. And I don't, can't remember if he went to work that same day. But what I do remember is that I felt so horrible. He could barely keep his eyes open. There are days where I feel like I think he does have a little bit of a sleep problem because of he's been on the fire department for so long. He's just kind of used to it. And once his um, pager goes off, he just awakes immediately. He gets aroused from sleep. And so he's beckoned to the call. There, you know, there are calls that he doesn't have to go to, especially here in, in town where he just joined this fire department. It's almost been a year now. Uh, like lift assist and all that. And of course, you know, like little stuff like that. He doesn't really have to go to, especially if they have enough people on shift. Now, if the whole department for some reason, Illinois has to go to this big thing, he has to go to the fire department itself and stay there. Because if they have another call and no one's there, well, then the volunteers end up going who get to the fire station because the actual shift isn't there. So that's where his sleep deprivation would come in. So we've kind of figured it out. But the thing is, it's been a long while since, you know, he's had to really go up there and stay or... um there's been a huge, huge deal. So, um, the last huge deal didn't last that long. The fire didn't spread that much in this house that caught on fire, luckily. But, you know, still, he's tired. It takes energy. That adrenaline takes the energy out of him, you know? I mean, they have adrenaline the whole time a fire is going, guys. whole time there's a wreck. A whole time they're trying to save someone's life. You know, it's, it's constant adrenaline. And once... You know, that drilling stops, boom, exhaustion, relaxation from the body. You know, no more fight or flight. It's just rest and relaxation. That body is trying to rest then. So it doesn't matter if it's during the day. It doesn't matter if it's during the night. I mean, they need the help to make sure they get as much rest as possible. And that they don't have extra duties weighing on their shoulders. So I want to apologize again. I feel like I'm breathing hard, but I hope I'm not getting a cold because my son, he got a cold somehow and then my husband got it and it's that cold that usually goes around in April. Everyone gets like a mucusy cold um, and I hope I'm not getting it, but it feels that way when I was walking around pacing, talking to you guys. Yes, I pace sometimes because guess what? I don't have all, I don't have a setup where there's a chair and of course a microphone and I'm on my computer and I have all this fancy equipment. I'm on my earphones and my phone. <laughs> just so you know, but it works just as good. So I apologize for sniffing, breathing hard. I apologize for the music that came up. But you know, not everything can be perfect in this world. And that's what I'm learning. And 
you know, and I'm also getting some good self-help books coming in that I hope I can share with you guys soon. But anyway, that is the lesson from the book today. I hope a lot of you are learning from it, especially for the people in your life who are in uniform. Um, mine just happens to be a firefighter. It can be anyone in uniform, okay? So just remember that. And I like to remind you that because <laughs> I would hate for someone to come up and attack me and say, why are firefighters so special? Why do you only talk about firefighters? Well, mine just happens to be in that uniform. Other than that, my brother's in a cop uniform. Um, I used to have a cousin that was in the Navy, but he's been home, I think, for a while now. And I don't think he does anything else with the Navy. So, anyway, yeah, it's for, it's for every uniform. Don't worry. So, anyway, take those pointers. Put them into your marriage or your relationship, whatever you want to call it. Uh, whatever you guys have, but just try it. I know it might be hard at first, but just try it. Hope you guys have a great day.